Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It's Thursday, July 6th. A brand new nonprofit focused on taking on Republicans who signed an amicus brief asking the Supreme Court to get rid of President Biden's student loan debt relief program is out today. They're called Protect Borrowers Action. I'm told they are planning on spending $2 million just this cycle on 13 Republicans across the country who are in swing districts. People like Lauren Boebert, who almost lost her seat, Don Bacon, Scott Perry, folks that we've heard of and you've talked about a lot. So this is a really interesting aspect of it. They are taking their argument and anger about the Supreme Court decision and trying to make it an electoral problem for Republicans. So we'll see how that works out. And we're starting to get some fundraising numbers for quarter two. The big one is from the front runner on the Republican side, former President Donald Trump. Our colleague Alex Eisenstadt has learned the president's joint fundraising committee pulled in $35 million over the last quarter. I'll say that again, $35 million. That is about twice the amount his committee raised during the first quarter of the year. And the fundraising committee is split between Save America, his leadership pack, and his official campaign. The full filing will be released through the FEC later this month. At this point, we don't know how much cash President Trump's campaign has on hand. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And joining me to discuss Trump's fundraising call is the man that broke that story, Alex Eisenstadt. Alex is one of our national political reporters and obviously covers the Trump campaign. Good morning, Alex. Holy crap, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And what's interesting about this number is that it sort of reinforces that the indictments that Trump is facing are helping him both politically in terms of poll numbers, but also fundraising wise. They are turbocharging his fundraising. They're motivating his small dollar donors, his supporters. And so you have this fascinating thing, which is that Trump is facing more and more and more legal jeopardy, but it's also helping him politically. And so you have two tracks facing Trump right now, legally and politically. What does what you just said tell you about the primary electorate in the Republican Party right now? What it tells me is that Trump has successfully convinced Republican primary voters that he is a victim of the DOJ, of prosecutors in general. And Republican primary voters are inured to seeing him as someone who is being improperly prosecuted, whether it's for the classified documents case, whether it's for the Stormy Daniels case. And what's fascinating to see is, and this is what I'm going to be watching for, is does a potential indictment in either the January 6th case or in the Georgia case where he's being looked at for pressuring state lawmakers to overturn the election there, whether that shakes voters? Can that be what cuts through and makes a difference? Or does new potential revelations in the classified documents case, does that potentially change the view of him by Republican primary voters? Yeah, I mean, for me, it feels like the only way that any of this changes is if these other candidates in the primary do that, if they themselves actually attack Trump in a more serious way. Like we've seen them kind of needle at him, kind of poke him a little bit for this. But mostly they are saying they would pardon him if he were indicted and found guilty. Do you think the fact that he's bringing in all these dollars, does that shock 
the rest of the system of the other candidates to be like, okay, it's time to get serious on differentiating myself from this guy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think they haven't made the case yet, right? You're not seeing any of these other candidates forcefully making that case that he shouldn't be the nominee. You see Ron DeSantis trying to make that case, but it's not really cutting through, right? And it seems like a lot of these candidates don't quite know yet what to do. Now, here's the interesting thing. The primary debate that's scheduled for late next month in Milwaukee would give them a golden opportunity to prosecute that case against him in a forceful way in front of a national audience and to have him face to face. Right. The problem that they're facing now is that Trump is saying that he's not interested in debating, really. He hasn't completely ruled it out. He could still change his mind. But right now he's saying he doesn't want to debate. And so should he not debate, that would rob them of that opportunity. And it would be quite extraordinary to be in a situation where potentially you have the Republican frontrunner not debating at all. You saw Trump skip the debate, I believe, once in 2016. Yeah, yeah. But you're now having him say that, well, look, I'm not going to be in that first debate and potentially the second debate after that. Yeah. And so that's going to be tricky for these other candidates. How do they figure out how to prosecute this case? against him effectively without the opportunity to appear with him on the same stage. Yeah. Well, Alex, you have a lot more to dig into. And we have a lot more numbers that we're expecting from Q2 for you to go get scoops on. So thank you for your time this morning and talk to you soon. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And for your schedule today, President Biden is headed to West Columbia, South Carolina. This is him kind of kicking off what the administration is calling their Investing in America tour. So that's basically how Bidenomics, as he's calling it, is spurring manufacturing investments and jobs across the country. That's their argument. The big question is whether or not voters are going to hear it. Voters are seeing inflation down, more jobs, but they also aren't feeling all the impact of Bidenomics as the administration is calling it. So we'll keep an eye out on whether that changes. They're hoping it is. And it will be up to the administration to kind of sell Bidenomics to the people. So President Biden's going, and a lot of the cabinet members are also going to be spanned out across the country in the coming weeks. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening.